This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for this final week of July 2020. Bishop Brennan desires to share with us the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth, and to encourage us to live and to share the gospel in our own lives. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for this chance to speak with you, but also through you to speak with the people of uh, the Diocese of Columbus. You know, you're hearing me again by phone. I'm on quarantine this week. I went on vacation to South Carolina, and as I found out, that's the wrong place to go. We, of course, uh, were good and safe, but uh, I need to quarantine for a few days just to be sure everybody's safe and and healthy. And I know that uh, you and the priests of the diocese are also dealing with those quarantine issues and, and safety issues. How is that going for you? It's going well. It's going well. Um, indeed, I think what you're doing is a very prudent and loving thing to do. Um, it, I'm sure it's a great sacrifice, uh, but we all want to protect the well-being of everyone whom we encounter, certainly our close uh, loved ones, but also to all the people we meet. So while I know this is a great inconvenience and a bit of a sacrifice, uh, I commend you and uh, thank you for making it. And, you know, yes, uh, here we, 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 as things get a little bit more complicated, we're out mixing about a little bit more. Um, we, we are running into where individuals, even priests, have either um, contracted uh, the infection or have been in contact with people or have traveled like you and find themselves having to quarantine. Um, and, uh, and and then all of us are doing the best that we can. Uh, you know, as the governor extended the order to wear masks publicly throughout the whole state, we're all taking extra measures for the protection, especially of the most vulnerable, but um, for all, all around us, for one another. You know, I can speak to the severity of the COVID crisis. Uh, again, my daughter is a COVID nurse, and a, a, a relative, a close relative of mine, uh, just contracted COVID, and a healthy uh, young man in his, uh, in his 40s, and uh, he's being hospitalized but stable. So just a reminder to all of our listeners that uh, you know, we can be misled in, in thinking that uh, this, this crisis, because it's not affecting us personally, uh, may in fact be made up and, uh, and that we don't have to be serious with our concern for others. Yes, and you and I had a chance to talk about this a little bit offline, and so certainly we're praying for your um, family and for uh, your, this particular family member um, during this time and praying for full recovery and even being to feel well even during the uh, the, the time of uh, convalescence. But it, it is. It's a very real reality. And, um, and so the little things that we can do go a long way. They go a long way in their signs of extraordinary love or, as we were using during the shutdown time, extreme charity. And, um, and you know, last week we talked about some of the angst that everyone was feeling and the pressure, a lot of it brought on by these realities. Um, I think it's also important to say that by far the, the, the vast, vast majority of people 
are doing those simple things um, uh, with a cheerful heart, you, you know. Um, right now we're reading f- in the Office of Readings from St. Paul's uh, letter to – the second letter to the Corinthians. And today's reading was where Paul talks about how God loves a cheerful giver, <laughs> you know, that God asks of us generosity. But uh, God asks of us generosity with cheerful hearts. And while we experience a lot of the anxiety that people are feeling – by far, I personally experience people's kindness and their charity and their deep desire to do whatever is best um, for for one another. And I have to say, I just stand in admiration of the good, good people um, that, that are here in central Ohio who are really giving it their best. Looking back to last week, you were quite busy. Um, you were visiting with uh, some high school students discerning the call to the priesthood, uh, and you mm-hmm. spoke to them at this Quo Vadis retreat at the Pontifical College Josephinum about the importance of prayer in developing a prayer life. That's right. You know, um, Quo Vadis is a, uh, a, a particular vocations retreat. It mixes a little bit of fun together with some serious prayer, um, and it's designed for the young people. The word Quo Vadis, it comes from the Latin, where are you going? And there's a story, a legend, that uh, St. Peter was had had enough and he was leaving Rome. <laughs> he, he, he had had it with the persecution. He was walking and um, he met Jesus, the risen Lord, along the way. And, and he said, Jesus, where are you going? Quo Vadis, where are you going? And Jesus says, I'm going back to Rome to be crucified. <laughs> again. And Peter realized, okay, I know where you're calling me, Lord. So that's where that term quo vadis comes from. But it's a great term for um, all of us, especially for the young people, to ask of their lives, uh, ask of themselves in their young life, where am I going? Where is the Lord calling me? And so um, these young men, because this particular retreat is a men's retreat, these young men are asking that question. You know, please, God, some of them will hear that call to become priests, but they're all asking, where am I going? How is the Lord asking me to live a good and holy life? So, yes, let's pray for those young people while they're on retreat. I spoke to them about prayer, and it was great. The uh, reading on Sunday was from the first book of Kings, and it was the exchange that Solomon had with God, where Solomon, um, where God asked Solomon, what would you like? Anything at all, I'll give you whatever you would like. And Solomon asked for an understanding heart, a listening heart. We call it wisdom. We speak of Solomon's wisdom. But really, that wisdom is rooted in an understanding heart, to be able to see where God is working in our lives and in the world and to see where God is calling us to use the talents that God had given us. In this COVID crisis has given us a little bit of um, uh, a moment to kind of stand back and listen a little bit more attentively. Isn't that true? Yeah, so first of all, just a note about that retreat. You mentioned the COVID crisis. So these young men are on retreat, um, but they're doing the social distancing thing. They're being very, very careful and, and, and very, very responsible in doing that. Um, so that you know, with the wearing of masks and the keeping of distances and you know, keep washing, offing, and re- redu- 
restricting um, contact. So, but you're right. This is a really good question for us to ask as a society and as individuals. Quo vadis? Where am I going? Where are we going? Um, you know, and asking the Lord for that wisdom of Solomon, for that listening heart, so that as we look at all the realities going on around us, and boy, these are really turbulent times, and to say, okay, oh Lord, where am I going? Where are we as a nation going? Um, you know, ha- um, have mercy on us, Lord, uh, and 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 heal us, and show us your path. Where are we going? And what is that next step? After we ask that question and listen, what is the next step? Isn't that the most difficult part? It is. And, you know, we all know the story of Solomon as with the story of David. Sometimes, uh, you know, Solomon ran into a divided heart at one point. You know, he got caught up in his own success. Um, but, but, but we need that courage and that conviction humbly to listen to the Lord. You know, in the world today, it's too easy to try to superimpose our will onto God, to impose our will onto what the world should be. Um, you know, and right now we're in a very politically charged time, too, because you know, on top of all the the realities that we face and the crises we face, we're sort of in the middle of a uh, political campaign. And, and it's very often... The temptation is to identify first with politics and then say, you know, and, and, and this is how the church should fit into my political view, where it needs to be the other way around. It's, you know, Lord, what are you trying to teach me here? And how can I bring that into the um, discussions in the polis, in the polis, in the, in the, in the public square? Um, it, it, even in terms of our own living of our life, you know, to, to, to seek after the values that God is showing us and to live them authentically and generously with cheerful hearts. And uh, in line with uh, listening hearts, uh, Contemplative Sisters of Mary the, of the Morning Star were visiting for a retreat last week at St. Therese Center. Indeed, indeed. You know, we've seen such great movement among the religious sisters here in our diocese. Um, And I'm so moved by the work that the sisters have done here over the many years, founding many of our schools and religious institutions, our hospitals. Um, And yet that continues today. Um, So, yes, these sisters are visiting with us, sisters Mary of the Morning Star, they are visiting with us um, while they're making their retreat time in the summer. And um, actually, we've been in some conversations and hoping to invite them and hoping that they'll be interested in establishing a presence here in the Diocese of Columbus. Um, that's, uh, that's a conversation still underway. But, um, but while they're here, they have invited us um, to take part in certain things. I've been with them for Mask a couple of times. They've opened their doors for their Vespers and for adoration. Um, at some point, I'll get that whole schedule. We'll post that online when there is something that's public that people can go to. But um, they have been inviting people in. Um, it's a moment of deep spirituality for us. I think this is a moment of deep grace to have these sisters amongst us praying with and for us. 
And we even have the Franciscan sisters who are currently in Chillicothe, uh, who are moving their convent uh, to. Well, they're, they're establishing. Here. Yes, they're establishing a second convent. So they they'll continue to be in Chillicothe, but there'll be more sisters coming. Um, one of the sisters, Sister Zafina actually assumed responsibility for our diocesan mission office. So she'll be up here in the um, diocesan uh, pastoral offices in the Catholic Center at Cathedral Square. And um, so so certainly she'll be living um, here in Columbus in the convent at St. Aloysius with some other sisters who will be doing some work around here. Um, we're also talking with some nursing sisters who might take up... Um, who have uh, they're qualified to be nurses, um, and they'll be they may be establishing presence in some of our uh, healthcare facilities. So, indeed, we have um, a new generation to pick up on the great legacy of religious life that's so much a part of the Diocese of Columbus. And this seems to be a major theme uh, for you as our bishop here in the Diocese of Columbus to almost. Call all hands on deck, all those who are following our Lord, to gather around our community and to work in our community so that our community can be more on fire for the love of God. Is that a fair depiction of of why all these things are occurring? And we didn't even get to a number of other new religious orders coming to Columbus. That's right. That's right. Indeed. Um, yes, uh, two weeks ago, the Palatine Fathers began their ministry at St. Christopher's, and that will, will be growing. So... There, there's that flood. You, you said it very, very well, very well. It's all part of that evangelical thrust. We're also, um, we're also blessed with um, the uh, work and the witness and uh, the charisms of so many um, lay missionaries who are involved in work in college campus ministry, in youth ministry, in family life. Um, so it's all part of that same evangelical push to um, proclaim. Christ, Christ risen from the dead, Christ living among us, Christ who is our hope in the midst of everything. Christ is our hope, and he is our strength. And we have all of these um, the, the manifestations of the church, priests and deacons, religious, lay, um, people who are just sharing that message of Christ who is our hope. You know, just two images— this week we'll celebrate St. Martha. You remember Martha and Mary, right? And how each of them uses their gifts to, um, to, to care for Jesus, to learn from Jesus, and to witness to Jesus. And then um, Sunday we'll hear from St. Paul, you know, if God is for us, who can be against us? On Sunday we'll hear St. Paul is a realist. He, he knows that there are troubles around us. What can separate us, he says, from the love of God? Will trial or distress or persecution or danger or nakedness or the sword? Yet in all of this, we are more than conquerors because of Christ who loved us. And I'm certain that nothing can keep us from the love of Christ. That's what all these evangelical um, missionaries in so many different ways of life are doing for us. They're showing us that God indeed is for us. Christ is our hope. And with the help and the hope of Christ... We can not only endure all things, but let God's work shine forth in the midst of it all. Very powerful words from Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer? Indeed. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we give you thanks, and we praise you for your goodness and your glory. We ask you to give to us those listening hearts, so that we may see you living among us, and that we may know that Christ is our hope, and with that knowledge, we might proclaim this hope to the world that so desperately needs to know you. We make our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless all of you who are listening in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, and now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.